Welcome to Go Vertical Raw. My name is René Weimann. My guest for today is Ishmael Fontaine. Being a pro basketball player, he played in three different countries, including the United States and Germany. Coming back to his roots and playing in the UK now for Worthing Thunder, we will talk about his approach into basketball, and I'm sure there will be some great stories to share. Ish, how I used to call you back in the days, welcome to the show. Hey man, you okay? I'm good, thanks. How is it back? How is it to be back in Britain to play basketball there? What does it mean to you? It's good, man. Um, I just wanted to be in a situation where I could win a trophy. I, I like winning. I want. I want to win a trophy. I'm old now. I'm 29, so. Um, <laughs> Legacy is starting to come to the forefront of my mind of what I leave behind and I want to win some trophies and be an inspiration to the people around me. So that's really that was really important. That was the reason why I came back. Now where did you start to play basketball? Well, I wanted to be a football player, actually. And I love football more than, you know, I love football. So football. you mean you mean soccer for our uh, American listeners? You mean soccer, American, not not yeah, American soccer. football. Yeah, uh, soccer. soccer. <laughs> it's um, and I was I played for years, and my brother was an unbelievable football player, and I have football professional football players in my family. Okay. So it was a big thing that I wanted to play football, but I wasn't as good as getting as good as quick as I was at basketball. So my brother helped me play basketball. And obviously, I could jump really high, so you need that more in basketball than you do in football. So that was the easy decision. And when was that? How old have you been? I was 14, so I, I started late. I did. I started late, but because I was athletic, I could get things quickly. Oh, yeah. You know? Even though starting late is not great because you have holes in your game, and if you don't have the right coach to nurture the holes, like it can be... It can be a difficult transition, but if you've got, if you're mentally strong, anything is possible. So this is where I am now. Yeah, as you said, athleticism is a is a big part of your game. Uh, you are about six foot tall, six foot one. You just told me, uh, six foot one and a half. Uh, yeah, half. This half is, is important. This is uh, pretty small for basketball. I can relate to that. Um, I remember you still playing a lot above the rim, throwing down a lot of dunks. How, how did you do that? Have you always been that athletic? been that athletic um I, I don't know i mean i mean my first dunk was when i was 14 i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize that it wasn't a thing that everyone could everyone like i thought i was tall enough to do it and my favorite player growing up was um amari studemeyer oh yeah so, I, I remember him yeah we were about the so same I, age yeah so i wanted to be like hit like dunk like him so i just tried dunking and it just worked and then <laughs> Now I, you know, I played in teams where they threw alley-oops. I played in teams where I just used my jumping for rebounds. So yeah. it, it, it translates to so many other things. I'm also laterally quick, mm -hmm. pretty fast running speed-wise as well. So I think I've always been naturally athletic. So it just came from somewhere. You said it's like a gift. I think it's a gift. I, I appreciate whoever gave me that gift too. So Okay. Uh, because with, with me, of course, uh, I did a lot of track and field when I was young. So this, all this sprinting and jumping when I was a kid, when I was eight or 10 years old, this helped me a lot. But uh, you, you did some, what, what did you do before basketball? You played soccer, of course? Yeah, some, football, some, I played so much. Something I, else? You know, I played every day in the summer. I remember yeah. I, would, I would sometimes would play, go in, come back out and play again. I played on a team when I was, I played on my, I made my school team every year. Mm. 
I, I played on a club team. I played different positions. Even last year, I took I took a break from playing basketball, from playing professional basketball, and was mm. a, a commentator for a year, for a season, not a year, well, half a season. And I was playing football for my local Sunday league team just because I, I wanted to, you know, stay healthy. But, yeah, football, I think football was a big part of it. I think running in that mud and I think it builds your muscles really, really strong. Yeah, and I think I think just being active is really good. Uh, I see these kids. Uh, I, we have some track and field uh, groups here with young kids, and the best kids are always those who like go out and play every day. It doesn't matter what they do; they can play football, they can play basketball, they can just run around, uh, whatever, play games, uh, go trampolines, whatever. Those kids who are just moving constantly, they get this natural athleticism somehow. And these are always the best in sports when they are later, like 12 or 14 years old. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and as you said, uh, I realized uh, sometimes it's really good to stay a little bit away from uh, what you do. Uh, when I played my best basketball years, I always had like two or three or even four months where I didn't even touch a basketball. I did other stuff, I, I, I hit the weight room, I did these things, and I think it, after that, of course my shot was a little bit worse, but if you, if you, if you practice that for a few weeks, you, you get back into it, and yeah, that's mm -hmm. a great thing. How did you felt after you uh, had this break? I mean, it was more of a mental break. Okay. It was more of a mental break, because I had got myself into a situation, basketball-wise, where I was stagnating. And it was stressful for me because I'm not that kind of person. I've always got better every year. And that's really important to me. So I went to Rosenheim. I went to play in Rosenheim and it was a terrible situation. Guys wasn't really interested in winning. I don't know what they were interested in doing over there. And it stressed me out to the point where I didn't want to play anymore. And I didn't think I was... I just I didn't want to be in that situation where we wasn't aiming for nothing. We were just there for, for whatever reason. I, I didn't want to be in that situation. I didn't want to be that guy that's, oh, I'm here, I'm making my money, I'm playing basketball, we're yeah. not winning, but it doesn't matter, I'm getting paid. I'm not that kind of human being. Like, money is not the, is a resource. It's not the be on end all for me. I want to win something. I want to influence the town. I want to, yeah. you know, that's, that's, and I want to win together. I'm not saying I came over there and I wanted to be a hero. That was, that's not my, I'm, that's not the kind of player I am. Yeah, I just it's... wanted to win as a team and progress as a team, and it wasn't that wasn't in the forefront of their minds, and it wasn't in the forefront of the team's mind. And if you see where they are in the standings now, it's still not in the forefront of their minds because they have every single thing you need to be successful in Rosenheim, but they don't they don't know how to nurture it. So it's really embarrassing for them. But it made me not want to play anymore. But I I picked myself up and then Worthing. Um, the year before, won a, won a championship. They've got a player here who's probably one of the best players to ever play here. And I thought, even if I don't win anything, I've had the opportunity to play with one of the best players that ever played here. So I thought it was really interesting to come and check it out. And now we're second in the league. We're in the semi-final of a trophy and it's excellent. So I'm happy. Who is that player? Where is he now? His name is Zaya Taylor. Um, he played... He played in... Um, Holland, he played for Missouri, Missouri State in America. Okay. He came to England and he won, he won trophies with Leicester Riders. He won trophies with Worcester, uh, Worcester Wolves. He's really... But it's, it's like the trophies and accolades do help cement the argument that he's one of the best players to play here. But if you watch him actually play, 
it's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. He could play mm. with one hand. It's, it's unbelievable. The things that he does is so amazing. He's, it's just effortless. It's just effortless. Like I don't think you could teach it. That's why it's so yeah, amazing. I, you know? I had a, I had like a same uh, um, same thing. Uh, you know, you follow NBA. Uh, you know Dennis Schroeder, the German kid that is. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I played against him once when we were like 14 or 15 years old. He was in Braunschweig, Brunswick, which is uh, not far from Hanover. You know. Yeah. And we had like a game, and it was it was. He had ha he had he has first thing he has these big hands, which are like, my hands are already big, but his are like I don't know, uh, like like a pan and. Uh, mm -hmm. He, he always knew what to do to, to beat an opponent. It was like, it was crazy. It was, he, he, he always had the right uh, decision somehow. I don't know. I don't know how he did that. I, I, I knew it back then that he's going to come out big. That was, uh, and he started to, one year later, he started to play for the first team in the, in the, in the first league in Germany. And then he, he, he got his way. Yeah. Yeah. That's some, amazing. Some people just, just they, they have it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, and, It's amazing, I, like. But what's good about basketball is, it's not all about natural talent. You have to, you have to work hard. Of course. You no, know, you have to. And if you don't work hard, and you don't have the mentality of a winner, you're going to get exposed, no matter how talented you are. So, that's important as well. So and I'm not naturally a naturally talented player. I had to work on my skills. You know, I, I'm not like Zaire, for instance. I had to work on everything. If I, you know. If I don't touch a ball for a little while, I feel I feel this kind of anxiety. Uh -huh. I had it in this. I had it when I wasn't playing, but I wasn't competing anywhere, so it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I think this is a great motivation for younger kids. I I train with, or maybe people are listening right now. Uh, if someone tells you you are too small, uh, this is this is only one thing. Uh, there's a lot to to work on, which is not naturally given. Uh, and you should stick to it. If if the love is there, and this is something what is important for you, I think. I mean, as you said, it's just about winning. I don't care of of money or all these other things. I just love this game, and I want to I want to play, and I want to win. And if you exactly. have this, if you have this in your uh, in your mind, uh, just just go for it. Exactly, exactly. You I mean, will. some of the smallest players. Steph, look at Stephen Curry. I mean, he's not athletic. He's he, compared to he's, others. Compared to the other players in the NBA, no, he's not athletic. But he plays a game like he's another guy that things that couldn't be taught. But he had to be off. Like ignorance is the worst thing in basketball at the moment. Huh? There's a big ignorance stigma. Even when I was in Hanover, I had you know my teammate. I had a teammate called Vince. Yeah, sure. You know, I had guys telling me he couldn't play two leagues up above, and I was like. He would be one of the most athletic players two leagues above. You know, he does has all these skills. You know, we, we what we what which can translate anywhere. And it was just ignorance. And I was really it really used to stress me out. I used to have loads of arguments with people about him. And his brother actually played second league Luxembourg. Okay. So we could have beat his brother's team in Hanover. We could have beat them by about 30 or 40 points. They were the worst team that league. Okay. And Now he plays for the Golden State Warriors. His name's Alfonso McKinney. Oh, really? So, yeah, I met him. He used to hang out the whole time in Hanover. He'd come to our practices and watch. And we was talking about his team. I'd watch, try to watch his team when I could. And I thought, this guy is ridiculous. But now he's on the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> It's so funny. I watch him play. Every time the Golden State Warriors play, 
I make sure I, I wake up the next morning and I watch all the highlights to make sure I see what you did something. It's, it's, it's the most hilarious thing, you know. But ignorance can ignorance from others can really affect people, but you just got to stay mentally tough. Like, I had it all through my life. You know, you're too small to play here. Yeah. And everyone has an opinion, but no one actually asks you. Like, I've never had someone ask me, like, oh, what do you think? You know? For them to now base their opinion on what I've said. It was just like, I've looked at you and this is what I think. And ignorance is scary. It's scary in this world to be this day. Yeah, and look at this. It's it's talent and uh, natural athleticism. This is this is three or five or ten percent. What about the work? What about the motivation? What about maybe other things like your nutrition, your your values, your just the work you put in? This is a lot. All these things are more important. Look at look I at. I agree. Look at Steph Curry. Look at other great players. They are not always the most talented and the most gifted and the biggest ones. Yeah, there are so many other things that are important and. As you said, no one asks you about your opinion. People just say, okay, he's too small, he won't be good. Boom. <laughs> But ignorance, you know, it, it would, some, there will be a revolution soon. Someone with a, a liberal way of thinking will adjust this and it will get better, especially with players like Stephen Curry coming out. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder, um, you know, and there's... There's so much talent in the world as well. But I think it's easier for the people in charge to have this little circle where they keep these kind of people around them. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have been through a couple of countries. Three, as I said. Uh, what would you say in their uh, leagues? What What is the, the biggest difference? Maybe at first, if you like compare Europe to USA. What is different well, in the practice or how they mentally perceive the game? What was your biggest difference that you have experienced on your own when you played in Las Vegas, maybe, or wherever? When I, when I played in Las Vegas, um, it was like like a, a tryout. It just felt like a tryout. Everyone And they could beat you over the head with, oh, if you don't do this, you're not going to go to college. It was really a lot of running. It wasn't so much technical stuff. It was lots of running and lots of one-on-one. -on -one. And I was a one-on-one -on -one player in 2008, and I did it. But it was a lot. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I shunned doing it. But when I came to Europe, not necessarily the BBL, not necessarily England. England, there's still a lot of one-on-one -on -one going on here. Hmm. But in Germany, I love, I love the way, especially Hanover, I love the way we played. We moved the ball. We had this guy who could throw behind the back passes, no look, and the ball would move six times before you crossed the half court. You cut. You set good screens. You know, it was it was so much more team orientated, and I really prefer that way because I think it's a you know if you now have the one on one talent later on in the game, the game's easier for you to complete. But um, You play one on one. You can play one on one out here for forty minutes, <laughs> and the game just gets like you don't like the game gets boring, you know. But there are some talented players here. I think the team, the top team in England right now is the London Lions, and they play. They start with two point guards in the backcourt, and the point guards could score forty points each, <laughs> but they just they want to win championships. So they move the ball and everyone, they share the sugar. Everyone touches it. The leading scorer is neither of the point guards. 
the leading scorer doesn't dribble the ball. His name's Ladarius Tad. He catches alley-oops and he comes off screens and it's beautiful to watch. But um, I see a lot in girls' basketball. I think girls' basketball is my favourite brand. I watch EuroLeague women a lot. My friends okay. are EuroLeague women. And the way they move the ball, the way they pop up, like, I love it. It's like, it's kind of like, you know Kung Fu, right? Mm-hmm. You know um, It Man? Have you ever seen It Man? No, uh, what is that? So It Man was um, Bruce Lee's trainer. Ah, okay. So, but It Man learned his craft from a woman. And it turned out to be the best kung fu in this village. And he was whooping everybody. No one could, no one could beat this man. And it just sometimes I think if I'm becoming a coach, I'm going to coach, if I have to coach guys, it would be, I would look at the girls' game. I mm. look at the girls' game thoroughly before, you know what I'm saying? Because I think it would really translate well. Yeah, so, maybe maybe with girls uh, being not... Uh, like the differences between their athleticisms are smaller. They are all athletic, but they don't have these uh, special people who are like over-athletic, like in basketball with men. Uh, and maybe because of that, they stick more to the basics, stick more to, to the tactics and to everything. And it's all also kind of really uh, German to really try to 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 get it through the other way to think about the tactics and and to to uh, solve the the game in your head rather than through your uh, strength and through your abilities. I love that. That's the only. I, I love that. I think that's the only way to play. Honestly, I think as athletic as I am. If I could lose two inches off my vertical jump and gain two points on my basketball IQ, I would do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because I, the game is simpler when you think it. Yeah. The game is simpler when you think it. Like, whoever, whoever thinks last loses. Like, whoever thinks last loses. That's the, the ultimate saying that yeah. I have. You, you, whoever, you... whoever thinks last loses. You have I've to always be... said that to my kids. Like, that—that's my point. You have to be uh, also like fast in your head and not only in your legs. And that's that—that's a—that's something sometimes you can't train. Yeah. That's the, that's the big you know issue with like coaching. It's the big. Can this kid think quick enough? Can I train him in a mechanism where I can? him or her, I could get them thinking in this situation quick enough mm. to help us. Yeah, and uh, that's that's something I can really relate to. Uh, I, I played some uh, leagues in, in Germany as well, and sometimes when you have a really... Uh, the best teams, always those who play, uh, who pass the ball a lot, they make your defense work, you have to run all the time and you get exhausted, and by the end of the game, they score score on you. And, uh, yeah, so this you would say this is like... Uh, the the single thing that uh, reminds you of German of German basketball. Oh yeah, I love it. Like, I still watch German basketball now. I don't. Know, I haven't been there for what three years. I still watch it. Okay. I love it. It's my. It's and the best, probably the best coaching coaching course I went to was all in German. But I mm. learned. It's where I learned the most. I I learned the most in there. I couldn't believe how amazing it was. Where was you that? Know? Sorry, say that uh, again. Where was that? In I think it was in it was in Gotting. Oh, okay. So so yeah. uh, Hanover area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
what is it lower saxony yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> that's right yeah, lower the lower saxony area yeah i just i, I just met uh, uh torsten a few weeks ago uh you remember him he? of course he's really good right now that's my dude man i he, love that man he uh lost a lot of weight he feels a lot better now no you i won't... need to see this he yeah. got a big beer gut last time i saw him so uh, yeah. No, no, he is uh, completely different. I, I almost uh, did not. Uh, I, I had to think twice. I, I just, I just, I just noticed a person there in the basketball, uh, in the in the gym, and then, no way, no way, this is Torsten Freiheit, and he he was like he, he's half of what he was uh, years ago. Freedom. I will, I will, I will send you a picture if I meet him next time. Yeah, I need that. We will that's do. Crazy, we will man. do a that's selfie. Good to hear, we will do a selfie <laughs> next time. That's that's good to hear. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, maybe what to, 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 to come to the end of this, um, what advice would you give your younger self if you would meet the 14 or 15 year old ish uh, again? And what, what would you what would you tell him? What would you say to him in terms of uh, basketball or motivation or whatever? What what would you say? I'd probably say watch more European basketball. <laughs> And not watch, and try not to watch highlights. Because highlights is like probably 5% of the game, you know? Yeah, they don't show you all of the misses. The missed dunks, the missed shots, yeah. all of the free throws. You don't see that. And this is the important... Is, exactly. And, and, and I'd also say to myself, probably missing is not a mistake. Because it's what I preach now to my, my guys. Like, missing is not a mistake. It of course. happens. The best three-point shooter in the NBA shoots 45%. So he he misses more than he makes. Yeah. So that's what I would say to myself. But it would probably be that. And um, I think there was a gap in the market when I was 14 for players that would be athletic and smart and not play so much one-on-one. -on -one. But, um, yeah, watching more European basketball. <laughs> Great. Amazing stuff. And, yeah, of course... Uh, A failure is always something you can learn from. You don't exactly. have to be. You don't I've always been I've always been mentally tough in that aspect, but I sometimes you could put too much pressure on yourself, and you you know missing it could be. You don't want to have you know a hang up on missing a shot, and it goes on for days. I mean, I used to play games where I'd miss two shots or three shots and not shoot again, and it's just like. You're about to play with someone. Like, now I play with guys that shoot the ball 25 times a game. Wow. So, yeah, they shoot it. And it doesn't, like, they all shoot 25 times. No matter how, like, the game's going, they're shooting it. And I think that's a good mentality to have for your mental health. You know, because I think it's important to have good mental health as well. Of course, that's, that's really important. Uh, by all of your strength and abilities and uh, all of your physical uh, uh playing skills the mental side is very important as well yeah i discovered that a lot especially since i work as a coach uh the ones who who win are always mentally the best in in yeah. any in any sports even in something like track and field where of course when you do high jump or when you sprint of course your uh, speed and your strength is the most important thing but still when it comes really to the end of it All of the really good guys are nearly the same in terms of strength and physical ability. Then you, have to, be, then you have to be mentally prepared and those who uh, are mentally on point, they win in the end. 100%. I mean, you just have to look at Rudy Gay and Guinness Adedekempo.
Yeah. You just have to look at them too. I mean, Rudy Gay, people talk about how long Guinness is. Rudy Gay is not like, Rudy Gay is a very athletic person. Like, of course. But mentally, early in his career, he wasn't really a sponge. He was expected to do all this and he expected a lot of, him, of yep. himself. And it kind of slowed his progression down a lot. You know, he's never been an all star. No. Rudy Gay, never. Rudy Gay, the, the, the freak athlete, never been an all star. I think it. I think it's the it's a quite telling point. Yeah. You know. All right, Ish. Thank you very very much for having the time to talk to you. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, yeah, is there any anything closing you would like to say, maybe to someone, to uh, the audience, to young people, to people who want to jump higher to reach their goals? I think put this in your brain first. That's the first thing. And don't let it come out of your brain. Put yourself in alignment mentally first. Mentally put yourself in alignment. If you say, I want to dunk by the summer, mentally visualize, mentally feel the heat on your back, mentally see the sun in the sky and the blue skies, mentally see the rim and dunk the ball. Because mentally, being it, it coming into your brain mentally is way more important than what you do in the gym. You could go and squat a hundred times and everything, but if you do not believe you can dunk the ball, there's always going to be something stopping you dunking it. But so that's with everything. Translate that, what I just said to everything. Also, go and support your local teams. If you haven't got, if you're not next to uh, the big stadium in Hanover, go watch the Euro, the, the Regionalliga football team. Go watch the Regionalliga basketball team. There's two really good basketball teams in Hanover at the moment. I think yeah. you've got FTP Hanover and you've got Neustadt Shooters. Yeah. Neustadt Shooters have probably one of the best shooters I've ever seen. Rishi Kaka had played on that team. I don't know if yeah. he's still shooting the ball as well as he was. But oh, he does. go and support these guys because it's really, it's, they, you're, you're closer to them. They can speak to you. It's not like they have bodyguards or anything. And they're professional athletes as well. And it's really important for you, for people to um, see that. Yeah, and this applies to everyone. If you are in another area, everywhere there are like, there is something good near you. You just have to discover. Ish. Yeah, Uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you, man. Stay healthy. Keep keep putting keep putting up points. And yeah, thank you very much for the conversation. Thank you, man. Have a good one.